Well, we've been talking about that this isn't it feeling and asking what is this journey that's worth discovering, that's worth committing to um, for the last five weeks. And um, this message today is really the culmination of this series. And um, really, I like to think of this message, this is the kicker. This is the one that's really going to move us forwards in this journey that we're um, working towards committing to, into the adventure uh, that moves our life out of the feeling of this isn't it and into something that we can feel like, yeah, this is what I was made for. This is the journey that I am supposed to be on. And if you've missed anything on the series, we stream everything uh, on YouTube. Hello to those who are watching today um, or watching on demand. And you can go back and catch up and I would really encourage you to do so. So far in the series, we've talked about the fact that the journey worth committing to in life is much more about who we're becoming than where we're arriving. It's much more about who we are than the circumstances of our lives. And in, um, over the last few weeks, we've talked about how do we become someone who can pursue real relationships? Uh, we've talked about how do we establish better habits in our lives? How do we pursue new mindsets? And today we're talking about making some brave moves. And really it's all about daring to leave the familiar behind. And for anybody who feels like this isn't it, we probably have the sense that this is going to be really important, right? Because if this isn't it, there's something that I'm going to have to leave behind. There's something new that I'm going to have to take up in order to find the it that my life is really supposed to be about. So we're going to talk today about how do we become people who can dare to leave the familiar behind, who, are, who can go after the adventure that we were really made for, the adventure that many of us long for. Um, I don't know if you have ever got so lost in a show or a TV, uh, a TV show or a movie or a book that you began to wish that it was like real life, that it was actually happening, or actually you did start to believe that it was real life. Anyone done that? Like I have definitely woken up in the night and been like, are Ross and Rachel going to get back together again? Anyone, anyone with me? When I, this is a really embarrassing confession. When I was about 13 years old, my mum had to confiscate the Twilight series from me, um, essentially because I had fallen in love with Edward Cullen, the main character, and I was getting very upset. I came downstairs in tears one night that Edward wasn't real and I'll never be with him. That's so embarrassing, so embarrassing. But I, I'm sure many of us have got so caught up in stories that we long, we actually wish that they were real, that they were our real life. And I don't know if you've ever found yourself asking a question that I sometimes will find myself asking after a binge watch is why is this show so much more enthralling than my actual life? Why is this book more enthralling? Why is this story more captivating than the life that I'm actually living? And maybe for you, that's the thing that perpetuates this, this isn't it feeling in your life, that you compare the reality of your life with the shows and the stories and the books and the movies that you loved and that as a kid you dreamed your life would be like. And you think, well, this doesn't match up. This, this isn't it. You know, I don't think we were made to just enjoy and find entertainment from great stories. I think we were made to live great stories, that many of us want our lives to feel like the adventures that we love to read about and to watch and to go to the cinema to be enthralled by. I think that's the case for many of us. It's interesting, a few, uh, many years ago now, there was a book released called Level Up Your Life. And uh, this book was written by a guy who was addicted to gaming. And um, he, he realized that 
he was so much more captivated than what, the, at what went on in his gaming reality than what was going on in his real life. And he began to ask himself the question, how could I make my life as enthralling, as captivating, as exciting as the games that I am so hooked on? And so he set out to figure out how do I unlock adventure and happiness by becoming the hero of my own story? Now, I think this guy had cottoned on to something really interesting, that what captivates us about the stories we love, it's less about the circumstances of the story. It's less about the uh, events that take place. And it's more about the hero of the story. That it's great characters that make great stories. That great stories hinge on great characters. And that if we could become more like the heroes that stories center around, our lives might become more exciting, more like the adventures that we love to be entertained by. And by that, I don't mean superheroes necessarily. I just mean the ordinary heroes that true life stories, you know, we all love, uh, many of us love like films that are inspired by true life and they draw out what it was that made somebody an ordinary hero, that events hinged on that great character. Many of us have heroes from books, from films, from TV shows, maybe even from the Bible, that great stories hinged on. And today we're really going to try and tap into what is it about those heroes that means their life is full of great adventure? And could it be that if we could become more like those heroes, if we could share that thing in common with them, perhaps our lives could unlock some great adventure as well. So there, I, wanna, I want you to imagine that um, these scales represent a decision-making moment in your life. A decision-making moment like the heroes in the movies and the shows that we love often have. And when we find ourselves in a decision-making moment, when we find some opportunities um, that we might want to take up, when we are faced with a challenge, when the stakes are raised, we find ourselves trying to balance two different things. And you'll see this in pretty much every story and um, movie and um, book, that, that there's two different things in the balance. On the one hand over here, you have what's familiar, what's known, what's comfortable, and what's safe. It's the thing that we're already used to. It's the life as we know it. It's life as we're used to it. It's life as we live it. And heroes are often faced with uh, the reality of their lives being in the balance on one hand. And over here is the unknown. Over here is the adventure. Over here is the possibility, the thing that they might be able to reach for, the uh, risk that they might be able to take, the brave move that they might be being asked to make. And often we'll find ourselves trying to figure out how to balance between the familiar, between what we know, between what's comfortable, and between the adventure. But it's pretty rare for us to actually find those two things in balance. What most often happens is that we have to risk one in order to go after the other, that we have to sacrifice in one in order to wait towards the other. So imagine um, that you are in a job that you um, have become a little bored with, that it's become a little mundane, and you wonder about the adventure of something new. But for most of us, our draw, our internal draw, is much more towards what feels familiar, towards the thing that we already know. And we're much more likely to sacrifice what could be, to sacrifice the adventure, and to weight ourselves more towards 
what's familiar, because it feels safe, because it feels known. But what always happens in the hero's story is that they don't sacrifice the adventure. They don't weight themselves towards the familiar. They lean in the direction of the unknown. They lean in the direction of the adventure. And to do that, it always costs them something from what's familiar in their lives. It always tips the balance away from what they know. They risk something. They dare to leave the familiar behind. And they go after the adventure. They leave life as they knew it up in the air. They risk something. Now, this, that kind of brave move of risking and moving away from the familiar and towards the unknown, towards the adventure, is what makes pretty much all of the stories we love so compelling. If you went through the books and the TV shows and the movies that you love, you'd probably find this moment in the main character's life where they wonder about leaving the familiar behind and moving in the direction of a new adventure, and they do it. They make the brave move. But oftentimes, we don't. Oftentimes, this is why our lives don't captivate us the way the stories we love do, because we don't make this choice. We stay with the familiar. We stay with what we know, what's comfortable, what feels safe, what makes us feel confident and secure. We don't risk and go after the adventure, which means we don't get the adventure. And, and that's really easy to explain why that happens. And I know why it happens in my life, and I'm sure this is why it happens in your life. We know this. This is the stuff that we already have. This is the life that we already know. This is the stuff that we're attached to. This is the life that, whilst we might not love everything about it, we at least know what we have. It's known to us. It's familiar. We know what we have to lose. But we don't know what we're missing out on. We, the adventure is unknown. It's the stuff we've never achieved. It's the things that we've never experienced. And that's much easier to pass up on because it's not losing something we had. It's just risking something we never reached for. And this is what many of us will opt for, the familiar, over the adventure. And it keeps our lives in the relatively mundane. It keeps us ticking over but it doesn't move us into adventure. It's this brave move that heroes make towards the unknown that makes their story worth telling. Sometimes it works out for them and sometimes it doesn't, but always this move away from the familiar and towards the adventure is the thing that makes the story worth telling. It's the thing that captivates us. Now, for us here today, for us watching online, if we want a life of adventure, we could opt to do, to make this move, to make some brave moves that tip our lives away from what's familiar to us and towards a new adventure. If we want the adventure, that's what we're going to have to do. But it is optional. It's optional. We can opt out of the adventure. We can stick with the safe and the familiar. We can keep things as they are. We don't have to risk anything. But... If we are a follower of Jesus, if we have chosen to be a follower of Jesus, then we have opted in to this adventure. We must make brave moves that tip our lives away from the familiar and into something 
relatively unknown into something new. Now, if you're not a Jesus follower and if you're still making your mind up about that, that is absolutely fine. You're so welcome with us. We're really pleased that you're working th- that through with us. Um, but you can, you can relax, actually, for the next few minutes because we're about to talk about some challenging stuff, but you haven't got to do any of it. If you have opted into following Jesus, this is stuff that we are called into. The next few moments is a challenge that Jesus um, has been putting before me a lot recently, and he wants to put before all of us today. That Jesus called people, he did not call people into the life that they already life as they already knew it. He didn't come in order to maintain and to um, validate the familiar existence, the life as we know it. He came to call people into a new adventure. And that adventure was the adventure of placing their faith in God. Placing their faith in God, to move away from the familiar and to place their faith in in God. Now, why does faith and familiarity have anything to do with each other? Why are they two ends of the scale? Why can't I have faith and live a familiar kind of life? Well, because faith has a lot to do with confidence. Faith has to do with where we place our confidence. And when our lives are weighted towards what's familiar and safe and comfortable, it's impossible for us to place our faith elsewhere because our faith is in what we have. It's in what we're comfortable with. It's in our comfort zone. It's in the security that we have. But in order to move into having faith in God, and when Jesus talked about faith in God, he talked about faith that God's way is better and faith that God's plan is greater. No, it wasn't just faith like belief, yeah, I believe in God and I'll crack on. It was active faith that acted as if God's way is better and God's plan is greater. And so in order to tip our lives in that direction, in order to move ourselves in the direction of faith and away from what feels familiar, we have to shift where our confidence is, away from the safe and the known and the comfortable, away from what we have ourselves and towards faith in God's way, that God's way is better. And that his plan is greater, even though many of it comes with a lot of unknowns. Even though many of it comes without guarantees of outcomes. That this was the shift that Jesus called people to make. Which means that faith in God, and Jesus made this so abundantly clear, necessarily means making some brave moves that move our lives away from what's familiar and what's comfortable and towards God's way, towards God's plan. It necessarily means brave moves that risk what we have, that risk what we're used to, that risk our way of life, which is a scary, scary thing. Jesus made this um, no clearer than uh, in a particular instance that we're going to look at today. And the context for this uh, conversation, it's it's recorded in Matthew's gospel. Matthew was one of the eyewitnesses to Jesus's life. Um, And what's happened just before this um, conversation is that Jesus has started to talk with his guys about something that's about to happen. Now, they had been following him for some time, and they were relatively used to the way things worked with Jesus, even though it was pretty disruptive, even though it was very unlike anything that they'd been used to prior to meeting Jesus. They'd got used to a certain pattern of the way things were working. But Jesus begins to tell them, uh, don't get too familiar with me. Don't get too familiar with what's going on here because something is about to change. Jesus warns them that he is going to be arrested and tried 
and executed, that he is going to be put to death, that he's going to be taken away from his followers. And his followers begin to get really jittery, as we all do when we feel like the familiar is about to change. And uh, one of his followers, Peter, calls Jesus aside, and, and Peter says to Jesus, you shouldn't be saying these things. You know, this is all, it's all good. What we've got going on is good. It's working. We don't need to disrupt it. None of these things are going to change. Don't worry. And maybe we all like to reassure ourselves in that way, that it's okay. Life as it is, is okay. It's working. It's good. We don't need to change it. We don't need to disrupt it. But Jesus says to Peter, you're looking at things from just a human perspective, now, I want you to look at things from God's perspective. He's trying to shift the scales in Peter's heart away from the familiar, away from putting his security in what he knows and towards putting his confidence in God. Jesus is about to teach Peter that God's way is better than the familiar. God's, ba- God's way is better than what we know and what we understand. And God's plans are greater than what we know and what we understand right now. So Jesus turns to Peter and he says this, whoever, Peter, and when he says whoever, that includes you and me today, whoever wants to be my follower today, whoever wants to be my disciple, that is, um, join their lives up with me, become like me, follow after me, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves must let go of what's over here in the familiar, in life as we know it, must sacrifice holding on to that, placing their confidence in that. They must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. It's a strange phrase for Jesus to use. But when he says take up their cross, he's talking about the cost that is incurred when our lives tip away from the familiar and towards faith that God's way is better. He's talking about people who have to shoulder the cost of going a way that the world doesn't go, of going a way that they didn't used to go, of going in a new direction that causes them to risk something of what they used to have, that causes them to risk the familiar. He's talking about the cost we incur when our lives tip towards faith in God's way rather than faith in our own way, confidence in our own way in what we have. But Jesus didn't just instruct his followers to do this. And Jesus wasn't just painting a picture for Peter. When he says, take up your cross, he's talking about the most common form of execution at the time. He's talking about what would happen when somebody dared to stand up to the way that the world currently functioned and do something different, that they would find themselves hanging on a cross. He didn't just instruct his followers in this. He modeled this. He lived this. He did his own walk of faith up a hill, lugging a cross on his shoulder, and he went to an early death because he was leaving behind the familiar. He left behind everything that he had, everything that he knew, everything he'd accumulated in his life, all the followers, the family that loved him. He put all that down, his own life down, to pursue what he said was God's way, because of faith that he believed that God's way is better and that God's plan is greater. And in the bravest move in history, Jesus tipped, not just slightly tipped the scales in his life, he tipped out everything that he knew, everything that he had, his own life, and he tipped it all into the bucket of putting his faith in God, of trusting that God's way 
is better, and that God's plan is greater, and he risked it all, and he lost it all in order for God's plan and God's way to be done. And then he invited his followers, I want you to do the same. I want you to follow this principle. I want you to tip your lives in the direction of following Jesus, of following me, and of believing that God's way is better and that God's plans are greater. And I want you to risk losing all of this, to offer up all of this in order that you might put your whole life in this direction, your whole self, all your confidence, all that you are on the side of having faith in God. And he invited people to do as he had done. And this, we see this echoed in all of Jesus' teachings and everything that he called people to, that he was always calling people. Anything that you have that's holding you in the familiar, that keeps you with your sense of security in the familiar and in what you know and in what you currently have, I want you to risk it all in order that you might come after God's way and that you might trust in God's plans. That he was constantly calling people to tip the scales, to make brave moves that risked all that they had in order that they might go after what God wanted them to do, in order that they might experience the adventure that God had for them. Jesus invited people, dare to walk by faith and leave the familiar behind. Would you dare to walk by faith just as I have done? Leave the familiar behind behind. I talked at the beginning, oh no, hang on, I've missed something really important. So is this blind faith, is this blind faith, this uh, tipping the scales of our lives, is this foolish? You know, if I risk it all and I put it all onto God who I can't see and outcomes that I don't know about, isn't that a fool's journey? And people thought that of Jesus as he hung on the cross. What a fool to have lost everything, to have risked everything and to be hanging on a cross to be giving everything up. Well, Jesus did not invite anybody to have blind faith in the idea that God's way is better and that God's plan is greater. Because three days after he emptied himself, he put all his faith into God. God's plan was shown to be better. God's way was shown to be greater because he was raised again from the dead, that he was seen by people who saw him hang on a cross, who saw him give it all up. They saw him raised to life again. And Jesus invites people to take on that story. He invites people to enter into the faith that God's way is better and God's plan is greater and trust in the God who can raise a man from the dead that nobody else has a greater plan or a greater way than somebody who can do that, and that he is worth risking it all for. We talked at the beginning about what makes a hero a hero. We talked about the way that this balance tips in all the stories that we love. And the reason that that is such a core theme in all of the stories that captivate us is because Jesus is the hero that all of our heroes take their story arc from. 
that this motif that we have in all the stories that we love of sacrifice for faith, sacrifice for faith, somebody laying something down in order to see something realized that hasn't yet been realized. This is the story that echoes throughout history and has echoed throughout history since 2,000 years ago, Jesus emptied himself, sacrificed himself in order that God's way might be done. This is the reason that this story, I believe, captivates our hearts so much. And Jesus invites anybody who wants to become his follower, become my follower and take on my story. Take on this story of risking in order to move your life away from the familiar and into faith in God. Make brave moves in order that you might discover the life that God has for you, that his way is better, that his plans are greater. And whatever you lose in the process, know that Jesus lost more and that he discovered everything that God has in store for people on the other side of everything that they have lost, that God is greater, that his way is better, and that he has a way to restore us, maybe in this life, maybe in eternity, that everything that we lose is safe with the God whose way is better and whose plans are greater. This is the adventure that anybody who wants to follow Jesus is invited into, that we would dare to walk by faith and leave the familiar behind, that we would risk what we have, that we would risk the known and the familiar in order to go after God's way. And so I just want to bring this into land with just two questions for you. The first question is, when was the last time you made a brave move? When was the last time you risked the familiar, you risked what you knew, you risked the way things currently are, and you shifted your life in the direction of faith? Faith that God's way is better than your way, that God's way is better than what you're familiar with. You shifted your life in the direction of God's plans. Maybe if you're not sure what you think about faith, when was the last time you shifted your life from the familiar towards the adventure? When was the last time you risked what you currently have, you risk what you know in order to go after something that's not guaranteed to go after the adventure? If we want adventure, if we want a life that feels like this is it, this is the brave move that we have to make. We can't avoid doing it if that's what we're going after. So when was the last time you made a brave move? And the second question I want to take away with you is, what is your next brave move? What is the thing that you have got comfortable with? What's the area of your life that's familiar and known but isn't really working, that's familiar and known but isn't really reflecting what you feel called to, what you think your life is supposed to be about, what you think Jesus wants for you? And what is your next brave move? What is the next thing you are going to do to shift the balance in your life, to shift the scales within you away from the familiar and towards full faith in God, that his way is better and that his plans are greater? I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what area of life it is that's got comfortable and, got and that's got familiar and that you might need to risk in order that you might discover everything that God has called you to. This is the adventure that Jesus invites people on. This is what faith actually looks like, a person whose scales have tipped in the direction of brave moves.
It's something we want to celebrate here. It's something we want to keep pursuing and pushing towards and challenging one another towards. And we're about to head into a series that if you're wondering, I don't know what my next brave move is, it's really going to help you to shift the scales from the familiar, from the known, from the safe and the comfortable into a life that is after God's way, that will produce and grow more faith in all of us. I'm going to pray for us, and then the band are going to come up. Heavenly Father, um, I thank you that on the cross, Jesus poured out everything that he had, everything, um, his life itself, um, in order that he might demonstrate, that he might show to the world that your way is better and that your plans are greater. I thank you that on the other side of the cross, there was a resurrection, that you raised Jesus to life and you showed that you are the one who is worth placing our confidence in, that you are better than anything that we have currently, that anything that we have that holds us from placing our faith in you, it's worth risking it. It's worth losing it in order that we might fully place our confidence and our trust in you. I want to pray for anybody here who hasn't figured out what they believe about you yet. I just pray that you would help them to make brave moves in their life in, in any way that um, leads them into the adventure that you have for them. Pray that you would help them to build confidence in your way and in your plans for them. I pray that you would help them to know that you did all of this out of love because you wanted us to be joined with God, that God's way and his plan was that we would know him and be in relationship with him and that we would be able to place all of our confidence into him. Pray you would help us all, inspire us and challenge us in the brave moves you are calling us to make. Whatever the risk, whatever the cost, God, we want to be people who say yes to what you have for us, who are willing to lay things down in order to go after your way. And we know that as we do that, we take on your story, that we don't lose anything that you didn't lose before us, but that there is a promise. There's a promise of heaven. There's a promise of life beyond the grave. There is a promise that you are a God who will always be with us, that you are on our side, um, and that your way is so much better and so much greater. You can be trusted above anything else. Help us to lean into that. Help us to trust our lives to that truth. In Jesus' name, amen.